0: This morning, we're going to be in the book of Colossians, and we've been here for three. This will be the third week, and we'll continue in here for some time. Um, and if I could sum up the book of Colossians, it would be, as the title is, meant to grow. And it, we're meant to mature in our relationship with Jesus Christ. We're not meant to be the same As we were a year ago today, we should be looking back on our lives and saying, this is how I'm different, and this is what's been going on in my life. Especially as believers, those who have accepted Christ Jesus as Lord, and you have exchanged the old life for the new life, and you are a new creature in Christ, a new creation, is that your life shouldn't be the same. And so that's where we're at this morning, and... um, and we're going to challenge ourselves in the Word. You know, I'm not really much of a storyteller. Um, it's just not part of really how I grew up, and, but I know it's an effective way to communicate. But as we're starting this sermon um, today, I want us just to think for a moment of what it's like to raise a child. And some of you, I know you, you can't imagine it because you don't have children. But if you don't, maybe you've had somebody in your life that you've seen grow or that you've deposited your life into them and tried to mentor them, whether it's in a business situation or in school or whatever it is, but you have tried to help them grow. And there's something about investing in others that really is there's a price to be paid. One thing, it takes a lot of time. It takes even heartache at times. And then also it takes some, it, there's some disappointment in it. But there's one thing as a parent that we all know is that we want to raise our kids up to when they are out of the home that they are going to succeed in life. And so that's our whole point and our whole goal. And hopefully if you're a believer that you're wanting to first of all, and this is for my family, is that we want to see our children confess Christ And all that they do would bring glory and honor to Him, no matter what path they choose in life, is that they would bring Jesus the glory in their lives, and we try to instill that in them. But there is a price to be paid for doing this. It's taking time to minister to them and to allow them to grow. And as I've learned as a parent and through different things, is that you give a child responsibility as they can handle it. And then you see how they handle the responsibility and you discern from then what you need to teach or what you need to grab back. But either way, it's all about letting them be, uh, to go and do the things that God has called them to do. And this is going to be what we're going to look at today. And I can imagine what it's like, and I hope I only have to imagine, of what it's like to raise a child the best that you know how, And listen to this, this is the big secret for a parent, is you are going to do a lot of wrong things. And by God's grace, hopefully our kids don't remember the wrong things that we did, but they only remember the good things. But the truth is, is that every one of us has been either marked for the good or the bad by our parents. But I know in this congregation alone, because I've seen it since I've been here, there's been a lot of anguish about a wayward child. I've seen it in people's faces where they lose sleep at night because their child, they don't know where their child is. They don't know what's going on in their lives. They're wondering if they will get a call at at midnight saying, come pick your son up or your daughter up. There are some parents that have to deal with that. And there's anguish involved in parenting. There's anguish involved in friendships. And all that we do, there can be anguish. And we're going to look this morning, if you go to your Bible in um, Colossians chapter 1, and we're going to read 24 through chapter 2, verse 3. And as always, I have three points. And the first point is going to be, my sufferings are for you. Second is going to be, the mystery solved. And the third is going to be, God's grace in me. And I have to admit to you that this is a message for believers. That if you are outside of Christ this morning, what we do is we bid you to come to accept the forgiveness that can only come through Christ Jesus for our sins, and to turn from your sin and turn to Him, and then a life that has been promised through the cross, we now who were separated from God because of our sin have been brought close to Him in Christ Jesus. And so from that standpoint, I am preaching this morning, because remember, this book of Colossae, or Colossians, was written to the a young church at Colossae. Paul was writing them and saying, I'm encouraging you in the message that you have heard from Epaphras, which he came from Paul when um, a great revival took place in, in Ephesus. And so he is reaffirming the young church that all that has been spoken to them are true. It's true, because oftentimes, almost it's going to always happen, is there's going to be somebody that comes behind the gospel and the truth, and they are going to pervert the gospel. And that is what a lot of the uh, the Pauline, Apostle Paul, his writings have to deal with those that are coming in behind him, and they are sharing a false gospel. And I want us to know today that there is one gospel, and that is Jesus Christ. And we're going to see that today, is that who He is, He is the center. And it doesn't go far from last week. is when we looked at um, verses 15 through 20, is the supremacy of Christ. That He is all in all, that everything was created through Him and for Him. And so everything that we see was created by Christ. He was there at the beginning, and He will be there at the end. It also says that Christ Jesus is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. We know that Christ is all things, and He is good. And so with that this morning, I'm going to read through, and then we're going to look a little bit more in depth at verses. So it says this, Now I, Paul, in my sufferings for you, and I am completing in my flesh what is lacking in Christ's afflictions for His body that is, the church. I have become its servant according to God's commission that was given to me for you, to make the word of God fully known, the mystery hidden for ages and generations, but now revealed to His saints. God wanted to make known among the Gentiles, which is us, the glorious wealth of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. We proclaim Him, warning and teaching everyone with all wisdom, so that we may present everyone mature or complete in Christ. I labor for this, striving with His strength for the, that works powerfully in me, for I want you to know how greatly I am struggling for you. For those in Laodicea and for all who have not seen me in person, I want their hearts to be encouraged and joined together in love so that they may have all the riches of complete understanding and have the knowledge of God's mystery, which is Christ. In Him are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. And I have to admit to you this morning that I am excited about these scriptures because early on in my discipleship process, I had discovered that Colossians 1.28 is a life verse for me. That God had called me into ministry, and that I am to proclaim Him, warning and teaching everyone with all wisdom, which I am learning wisdom, so that we may present everyone mature in Christ. That is a calling that God has placed on my life. I am a servant to this calling. And why do I share that with you? Because I really believe that all of us are called to do it. I think all of this, if we understand, is there's not anybody that hasn't had to come to the foot of the cross. That we all had to come to that understanding that we needed Christ in our lives, and our lives were undone without Him. And so let's look at verse um, 24. And my sufferings are for you. And it's kind of a strange verse. Because you look at it closely, and we have to look at Scripture closely. And it says, now I rejoice in my sufferings for you, and I am completing in my flesh what is lacking in Christ's afflictions for his body. That is the church. And at first glance, you say, what do you mean by lacking of Christ's afflictions for his body? As if Christ, what he did was not enough. And so you look at these scriptures, you're like, well, what do you mean? And Paul's writings can often be hard to understand, but you have to put it in context with the whole of Scripture. Did you know that when you come to Christ, that you are in a battle, that you are in a warfare, and that it promises us through scriptures that there will be persecutions, there will be afflictions in life. And so each one of us, and what Paul is saying here, each one of us will be afflicted for the purposes of God, and we should not be unaware of these afflictions. And Christ says this to His followers. He says, don't let your hearts be troubled. Because in this world you will have troubles, but be of good courage. I have overcome the world. And so what he's saying is that because of me, you can too overcome. And Paul is saying that I'm suffering for you, and I want to look real quickly at how Paul suffered. And you find it, and you don't have to go there, and I don't even think we're going to have it on the screen this morning, but I want to read it to you, and I just want you to listen how Paul suffered. Five times I received 39 lashes from the Jews. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I received a stoning and was left for dead. Three times I was shipwrecked. I have spent a night and a day in open sea. Oh, and also when I got out of that open sea, I was bit by a snake. On frequent journeys, I faced dangers from rivers dangers from robbers, dangers from my own people, dangers from Gentiles, dangers in the city, dangers in the wilderness, dangers at sea, and dangers amongst false brethren. And then not only, Paul does, it, not only does Paul say this, he also goes in, but listen to this, there's something else that I'm troubled for and daily, and that is for the church. So Paul was saying, I have suffered greatly for the body of Christ and to see his message go forward. And as I'm looking at the scripture this week and really feeling God is speaking to me, I want to share that with you this morning. Do you know your calling? And what has God given you to steward in his kingdom? And then, the third, and we could just go home, we could just shut the Bible now, and some of you would probably like, that'd be great. And say, are you willing to be afflicted and suffered that those around you will come to maturity in Christ? You see, these are questions that Paul is asking us today, and I feel like the Holy Spirit is asking us. And as we look into the Scripture, he's saying all these things have happened, but it is for a purpose. Paul is suffering for the sake of the body of Christ. Not in place of, but in interest of Christ. Not in the place of Christ, but in the interest of Christ. Look at it like this. If Paul would have not been thrown into prison, we might not have had this letter to the, the Colossian church. If Paul had not suffered as he suffered, we wouldn't have the writings of the New Testament. And you see, we have to realize that our suffering matters. And I, put up, I will put up this scripture, Ephesians 3, verse 13 for you. And it says this, So then I ask you not to be discouraged over my afflictions on your behalf, for they are for your glory. Think about it. Paul is saying, all these things that are happening to me, be of courage, don't be discouraged, because it's all for you. And I have a really good way about being a church planner or a church builder. And I still scratch my head, like, where did this come from? And when I see a new person that maybe wants to become a part of our body, I say, if you want to be a part of our body because you want to serve, you are welcome. But if you want to sit on the pew, I don't know that this is the place for you. Now that sounds harsh, doesn't it? And it sounds like, well, wait, wait, wait. that's not church building 101. And I realize that and I'm like, well, Jesus, but my heart is, is that to ask this question, are you here to get what you can get out of this? Or are you here to get or to see what you can put into this? There's a big difference, isn't there? And I hope I'm making sense to you this morning, because this gospel message, again, it is for the believer. This message means everything to us. And I love Paul's attitude. And he's not suffering just for the sake of suffering. He's suffering so that he can see Christ matured in the believer. And then 1 Peter tells us that we should not be surprised when fiery ordeal comes upon us to test us as if something unusual has happened to us because instead we should rejoice at our sufferings of Christ so that we may also rejoice and have great joy when His glory is revealed. Part of our suffering. And part of our being afflicted is a great reminder that there is a day when we will exchange all this life for a new life. And remember, we started this series off to have faith, hope, and love. And so often we we look at only love and faith and we forget the hope of the believer. That all my troubles here will one day be done and I will spend eternity in heaven if you are a believer in Christ Jesus. And you see, so when I'm looking at these Scriptures this morning, and I had a personal aha moment this week. That all the times that I am worrying for you and about you, and maybe I lose a little bit of sleep because I care for you, Or that we want to see VBS go forward or a ministry that God has called our church to do. And then all these troubles begin to happen and I'm like, what is going on with my life? I see the Scripture and say, is it worth it? And this is where I want to encourage you at Cornerstone this morning. If you have jumped into ministry, you have jumped into a battle. If you have done something and you feel God has called you to do something, you are in a battle and it is worth it. And so as we come on the heels of last week's sermon, Paul talked about who Christ is. And I want to encourage you this morning, if you have not come to that moment where you see Christ and you know Christ, you will not be able to do ministry. And I will point that out in just a minute. This is not an easy message, this, but it is an encouraging message, I hope. And I wonder if we travel for those around us. What do I mean by traveling? Do we really want to see Christ formed in them? And as I shared with the worship team and the sound... People this morning, I shared it. Hey, have you taken the time to tell the Father how well He does? Have you taken, and I've challenged myself this week as saying all the things that I'm going through, have I taken the time to say, Father, You do things well. And admitting to Him that I don't always have the answers, but when I look back and see what He is doing and what He is up to, and saying thank You, Of course, my daughter was in the group, and I said, come on, honey, tell me how a good dad does. That's not my heart. But it's true, isn't it, with every parent that you hope one day your child will come to you and say, man, mom, dad, I see a lot of wisdom in what you taught me, because we care for our children, don't we? And Paul is saying this here for the church of Colossae and Laodicea that I care for you and my suffering is for you. And you see, if you're called into ministry, which I think we all have been called into ministry, is that you will suffer and you will be somewhat afflicted And as we are in America today, it may not be the persecution that we think of, that we see throughout the world, but there is other things that are happening with our life that mean a lot, and we are surprised by them. But when we know who Christ is, we can hold on. And let's read on. In verse 25-27. through I have become a servant according to God's commission that was given to me for you. To make the Word of God fully known. The mystery hidden for ages and generations, but now is revealed to His saints. And I want to stop right there. In, in, in the, new, the King James Version it says God's dispensation. And what it means here is God's management of the household. And Paul has been, is saying that God has commissioned me to oversee His work into the world of the Gentiles, And He has called me to suffer and to be afflicted for you. Can you imagine your testimony? If God came up and sent somebody your way as He did Paul, when He caught him on the road to Damascus to destroy and to kill Christians, that was what Paul was all about? And He said, go to my servant Paul. And when Jesus came, He said to Paul, He said, Paul, Paul, why are you persecuting me? And if you look into those words in Paul's testimony, you realize that when people touch God's people, they are persecuting Jesus Himself and the church. Otherwise, why would Jesus say, Paul, Paul, why are you persecuting me? And then he goes on and he sends Ananias to Paul and he says, tell Paul all that he is going to suffer. Would you like that this morning? You're going to suffer for Christ. You're going to have turmoil in your life. You're going to go through great anxiousness. You're going to go through this and that, but glory be to God, He has saved you. And that is what Paul, his referencing and he's thinking about this morning in the Scripture as he's, we're reading it. And then I think of the mystery. Have you thought about the mystery? Have you thought about this mystery that has been hidden from ages and ages and all of a sudden is being revealed to the world, to the Gentile world? And that is us. And let's look at what this mystery is. God wanted to make known among the Gentiles the glorious wealth of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. What is the mystery that we are being afflicted for? What is the mystery that we are suffering for in our own ways, in the way that we have to go through life as ministers? It is the mystery of Christ in us. And you see, I don't always understand it and sometimes I scratch my head like, why can life not be easier? Or, Lord, when are you going to be done forming me into the image of your Son? Are you there? And I'm just like, Lord, I'm done at times. Please, I, I think, I realize that I need more work, but this hurts. And, but there's a mystery to be revealed. And that is Christ Jesus in us. You see, all the things that we go through have a purpose. And if we don't look at it through the eyes of the mystery that has been revealed to the world through His Son, then we can give up and we cannot see the purpose of our suffering. And so I ask us this morning, do you know what your calling is in life? And first, I want to tell you the calling that I know that is for each and every one of us. And that is to accept that Jesus is the atonement for our sins. And you see, it says uh, in the Bible that God's kindness leads us to repentance, leads us to a place to saying, God, you are right. I am wrong. And you see, there's a whole world out there that doesn't know this truth. And then when you begin to talk about the Gospel and you begin to talk about Jesus dying on a cross, how offensive it it is to people. And how offensive it was to me before I came to know Christ. And so, should we be surprised when people look at the cross as foolishness to those who are perishing, but those who are being saved? What has God called you to steward this morning? You see, I would ask, if you want to be a part of this church, that you would come and serve. Not only would you come to serve, but that you would find out what are you to be stewarding. What are you to be doing in the kingdom? And I will say this that it doesn't always come very clear at the beginning of what I'm supposed to do in the kingdom of God, but God has called us all to be ministers once we come.